0: Can you get a little bit closer just to see if I can hear you a little bit more? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little bit better. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this would be episode... I don't know, seven? Seven. Mm-hmm. We recorded one like four weeks ago, three weeks ago that I screwed up and we didn't put it out, so it was one that was quite in-depth about Give our... It Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of exposed ourselves a little bit.
1: That's probably an omen. We shouldn't have done so.
0: Yeah, well, that shut everything off, and I shut everything off, I guess, so this kind of brings us to... um,
1: Why were we gone this time around?
0: Well, as as many of the people who might listen to this know that uh, um, I went on some medication, which was Adderall, for what is believed to be ADHD. I've been on it many times before off and on constantly sometimes no. for
1: many times twice
0: no no no. Three but times. no but i've had it for you know a year to whatever and would go on it for a month then go off it then go back on it again so that's what i mean by many times i was on and well, off no it. wonder
1: it's not effective but you're not on all this time this is a generic
0: this is a generic yeah so um the reason there was no podcast after that, so when we did that podcast that um, I screwed up, I think that would have been my second day or my first day on back on it. And um, so I wouldn't have been drastically affected. But since then, um, I feel like I had a complete, just shut down a part of my brain and I couldn't, um, I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't access that part of myself. That was, what would you call it? Quick thinking? Unique. Hmm. No, but I mean in terms of being able to talk and blah, blah, blah.
1: You've literally had the life sucked out of you the past month. Hmm. No fun.
0: No fun. I stopped posting things on Facebook because I couldn't. Um, I don't know if I, well, I couldn't think of things, but I I, I didn't have, part of me didn't have the interest either. So, uh, we wanted to talk about this a little bit for other people that might be also um, going through stuff like this.
1: We are all struggling. We're all unique
0: way. in some way. And, no, I didn't uh,
1: say that. I said we're all struggling. Oh. You, you yourself are very <laughs> unique. Your um your hair is wonderfully unique yes. today. Well, I, I can see right through the tin back I too. I
0: puffed it for you. Um so I made the decision to go back off it again.
1: Which which is wrong
0: from what standpoint?
1: Because before your body actually regulates itself, it probably takes a month or so to get used to it anyway. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, before you may have started seeing some improvement, some leveling out, and now you're back off it again. It's not good to be on and off, on and off like that. Hmm. It's never going to have a chance to be effective. I don't believe it was the right medication for you, for the record.
0: But you believe I should be on medication of uh, some sort.
1: Well, I gave you a list of alternative medicine things before that, and, and what was your response?
0: alternative medicine things Mm -hmm. like what
1: plants and herbs and essential oils and blah 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 and you uh uh, yeah i don't uh, you don't like them because they're not regulated
0: yeah i don't like that stuff because it's i I, I don't like this stuff this is what my battle is with the stuff that i was just on i hate it I, i i hate the idea that i have to take something i don't i am not convinced i have to take something but in particular with um the holistic side of stuff as far as I understand it. Yes, it's a completely unregulated industry. So, so is weed. And you, you know. self-medicate with that. Well, so what is your defense there, so, Scrub? Yeah, no, I understand. There's uh,
1: You're a hypocrite.
0: Yeah, there's hypocrisy there. But um, but
1: I'm talking essential oil. just <clears throat> some things we can burn in here on your lampshade or in a diffuser just to help. Like, you know, there's some things that are just, it doesn't have to be completely regulated you know if you smell a certain smell it calms you down or you hear certain music it calms you down or mm-hmm. you know you still you still sit in here and surround yourself with the same stressors of life you listen to cnn news which is all completely depressing and I don't sad and then, in here. and then podcasts which are all really serious and like it's not like you're out looking for uppers
0: no, i listen to a lot of comedy stand-up comedy
1: <sighs> yeah it's racist sexist Hypocrites, oh.
0: <laughs> Kelly. Give me a break, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Bill well, Burr, Louis C.K., who you laughed your ass off at, Louis C.K. Dave Chappelle.
1: I, don't, I can't speak for Dave Chappelle. I don't know him. I'm not a fan of Bill Burr. I think he's sexist. I, I don't even care if it's just an act. Yeah, he's a dick.
0: You gotta he know. He uses
1: a... the word retard all the time.
0: You got to know a guy's life story.
1: Well, I don't need to know if he's going to just use that stuff and just talk down women and That's not funny. Look at the thing we watched about Amy, we watched Amy Schumer's thing the other day. She didn't put anybody down but herself. She didn't Yeah, but you're forgetting Well, she cursed a little bit, but she you know, it wasn't she like She
0: cursed a lot a bit.
1: Okay, but <laughs> she was funny and she didn't hurt anybody's feelings.
0: But these are comedians buddy their act is to be funny
1: what i'm saying is they don't need to be hurtful to be funny
0: you don't need them to be
1: either just turner or other people (laughs) who are quite sensitive or whatever it's not funny to me
0: okay so i can't appreciate it okay but i like it so it's not a downer to me but let's you know we don't need to get in the weeds about that stuff but what what our preferences are in comedy
1: my point is, I don't think you surround yourself with uh, things that really could enlighten your life during the day. You're very routine. You're very regimented. It'd right. be okay to spice things up a little bit with the odd essential oil. Yeah. Even an herbal tea every now and then. It wouldn't hurt you.
0: Well, fair enough. But, I, I mean, you got to do the basics first, right, which is eat well and exercise, which I...
1: But you did that, and it it still didn't help with the things you were trying to medicate yourself with.
0: Um, right, well, no, it it improved my um, basic mood. But um, well, what about your focus? But my so okay, so this is the issue that we're having, and I can't.
1: Not we are having. Them.
0: Well, yeah, it is. It is we because I feel pressure from you. Um. To be medicated. Because you always put what I am in negative terms. Uh, you, no, you... not
1: everything. The thing, there's a lot of it that negatively affects me and the kids <clears throat> and our household and the way it functions you're absent-minded i mean there's all i I mean i don't want to start rhyming everything off
0: well i want you to stop start rhyming everything off that's Mm -hmm. what this podcast is about we're going to talk about it so let's talk about it
1: yeah but that's coming across as all negative well so as i said in the last month you're no fun i've missed that side of you hmm. now mind you i know where the milk is going to be the peanut butter has been put away i know where the toothpaste tube is going to be found and everything's been where it's supposed to be so that's like wow this is nice uh, you're not as moody. Well, I don't know. You're not as angry. You're calmer, which is nice.
0: So you tell people what you think my problem is, and I will.
1: I don't. I, I wouldn't put it that way. I okay. believe that you have a chemical glitch or a synapse in your brain that isn't firing properly,
0: and it affects you how. And it affects the children how, and it affects my life how.
1: I don't believe you're able to. Mm. This is so broad. I don't know how to sum it up.
0: Well, just pick a thing, and we'll just, we'll, we'll hammer it down. So, for example, okay, do you want me to say a couple of things, or is this talking over you? yeah. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> A little bit of both.
1: No, because it might spark something. Uh,
0: so, um, one issue that I've so I've always uh, let me try and take it back. So, what's wrong with me from my perspective? Mm, I'm not sure. I struggle with the idea of why can't brains just be different. And I remember thinking very early on in I remember sitting in class, grade seven, Tro Junior High, and listening to people talk just my classmates and it wasn't um uh better worse or whatever but I, I just listening to general conversation in the school thinking i know i don't think like these people if you need to sneeze we can edit that out
1: it's a little belch <laughs> oh
0: yes you do i don't mean that in a derogatory way i just remember thinking when i'd sit and listen like my brain doesn't work like
1: Right, but I feel the same way.
0: The way it feels like other people's brains work. But I never saw that as a problem. That was never a problem to me. I I saw it as an advantage. Now, so that would have been, you know, 12 years old, whatever. Now, as I grew older, I still think that I have some um, great advantages, but I can also look back and see a history of self-destructive behavior. Um, I couldn't keep a job. I didn't want to keep a job. Uh, very anti-authority, very anti. Uh, uh quick to. Um, anger. You're very impulsive. Very impulsive. Very angry. Yeah. Um, you know, I've told this well not to you guys, but I've told this story before that. You know, when I think back of the things I did that in the in the moment, it didn't mean anything to me, but, you know, uh, having a fight with a ex-girlfriend uh, living 14 stories up and going out on the porch and throwing um, three or four plastic chairs off the porch without thinking who was below. Like, not even... It, it didn't even dawn on me that these might land on somebody and kill them. Like, it was just a... It was. Oh, I got to get this out, mm-hmm. like, and that is all, That has been a problem, and that has always stuck with me. Now, that's not to suggest um, I go around screaming and yelling all the time, because I don't think that's true. Um,
1: there is a a dark side you though, though that is though though that is there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and has been there your whole life. As far as all the stories I've heard and you've told me, the moments you've shared.
0: Right, and I grew up in a good family, like there wasn't, you know, any of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I remember being about mid-teens when I started. I don't know. Noticing so that. So
1: is it hormonal? Could it be hormonal? Could it be genetic? Could it be?
0: Well, so I've gone to m- multiple. Um, What do you call them?
1: Psychiatrists?
0: Psychiatrists, psychologists. To try and work out this problem because I really became aware of um, the um, pain I was causing my family from. um, Is this going to be one of those emotional ones? (laughs) I I was saying, I was (laughs) going to say at the beginning,
1: there might be some tears in this
0: one. Um, Yeah, with the. What was that time when Griffin was at the cottage? And I did something, I don't know. Maybe grabbed him by the arm or something. And, uh, and we were watching a movie. And he went to the cottage with my parents and we stayed home. And, um, unbeknownst to me, he didn't want to come back home right away, as far as I understand it. And, um,. Uh, despite not knowing that, I was—I remember just feeling, you know, a lot of guilt. And we were watching some movie, and I cried a few times through the movie about Griffin, not about the movie. And recognizing that was, there was a problem I had that I had to solve because I was scaring my family, and I wasn't trying to scare my family. I wasn't trying to be this person. Uh, I just didn't know how to deal with, whatever, whatever this thing is. Um, would
1: you would you say you have, a, like, an inner rage or a demon that just kind of pops up every now and then?
0: Um, rage? No, that sounds extreme.
1: So does demon, but it doesn't mean that they don't exist.
0: Well, so, you know, it, so in part of these um, um, meetings with psychologists and stuff, um, you know, we explored the idea of genetic component because... Uh, um, there's been, um, you know, uh, violence, I guess we'll call it on, uh, you know, family members' sides. Uh, so could that be genetic? Um, you know, I have a cousin who's killed a couple people and he's in jail basically for life after being in jail for armed robbery and all that stuff, you know, um, he lived with us for a while when I was younger and, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, it could be just frustration. And I don't know. It could well, be I something think, as yeah, simple as I, frustration. I know. That's been...
1: Frustration, though, I don't believe causes a lifelong uh, ability to just lash out like that. I think that we all have moments. You know, like I was reading somebody's Facebook post the other day about, uh, you know postpartum depression and she laid on the floor and was thinking like is this when people kill their kids Mm -hmm. and every parent has had that moment i believe Mm -hmm. where you just want to drop kick them Mm -hmm. like you just want to say i want nothing more to do right now than to just slap you across the face because and sometimes unfortunately it happens and and hopefully it doesn't but
0: which i have never done to be clear
1: but we've all struggled in some way mentally and we've all had moments but they're supposed to be so few and far between that you are able to okay that was just a moment it's just a moment not a lifelong like i would say your lashing out or the anger episodes we'll call them have been since early baseball years like you say you know puberty and whether it be the stress of a baseball game or the stress of a fight with an ex-girlfriend or now you're married with financial, you know, burdens and children and a house and dogs and, you know, a wife that works outside of the home. There's all kinds of stressors that you're completely surrounded by all the time. Hmm. And, of course, it's going to heighten all that stuff. And you still haven't mastered that yet. That's what the struggle is. No, but... So here's all this stress that's just piled on you. Plus, you walked into a relationship where... I already had a daughter, and that was like, oh, my God, which had its major struggles itself. Hmm. So, and then plus I have my own mental issues. So, you know, you, you've you got a wallop of a whammy.
0: But and, and uh, to be clear, though, I've gotten a lot better at it in terms of certainly with the children.
1: You have. But what, my point is, though, I don't think frustration is what causes this. That's not the root cause. I think it's what might help flare it up or bring it out, as it does with all of us. Stress is a major factor. It's like 80% of the reason why I have a job. But that's not why it's happening. Now, whether it's because of the glitch I believe is in there or a chemical imbalance. Um, you know, I'm perimenopausal now. I have chemical imbalances myself, and it's a heart-wrenching struggle. I hate it. You know it's like I'm a teenager all over again so if you have if there's other chemical imbalances in your head that aren't obviously menopausal could they be doing the same kind of erratic behavior or unexplainable mood swings I don't know
0: well and this is what I struggle with because you know I, so we're talking about anger and lashing out but the other side is there too right this uh, you know um uh, the fun side, because I, I, genera- fun, I, I still... a generally, a, a, a happy, uh, I am generally a happy. I am generally a person who wants to enjoy the. You know, I don't get up like trying to be pissed off at things. That's not how that works. That's not who I am. That's not who my personality is.
1: No, but you're still a very erratic.
0: I'm very erratic, but I'm very erratic in in all directions. So, in happiness, in creativity, right. and, and that's da-da-da-da-da. frustrating
1: for me as a, as your wife.
0: So I just want to make that clear, though, because we're pinpointing the anger, but it, the anger is one part of it. So I don't want it just to seem like I'm a guy that's just angry all the time no, because that's not it's what the case is. No, but I think
1: it's good to point out that because these people listening have never seen that side of you.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You may have touched on it here and there just in Facebook posts, but yeah. this is not a side that they would ever tie in with Rob Scott as the performer on Facebook, as the guy who hides behind Jesus and... And does all that. Well stuff. I don't
0: hide behind it. That's 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 a real thing. No. <laughs> oh,
1: the costume is real. Yeah. And no, no, but, no, no I don't but mean the, hide behind But the, the need okay, to sorry. to do it is Wrong. real. Right. Right. So medicated though, that need wasn't there at all. That Not even the desire.
0: No, it totally went right. away.
1: But what I'm what my point is is a rational thinker typically the average person would never even think to do those things or consider I'm going to dress up as Jesus and go run around the snowstorm and film myself while I do it. Right. So my question is knowing you and being married to you for this long and whatever, is that normal? No. Do I appreciate it? Yes. Do I think it needs to be medicated? Not that part, but there's that irrational thinking. And the anger and the frustration, all those things combined make you who you are. And a lot of it I love and appreciate, but then there's the sides. It's like, but you need to do this now and you need to do this now. You need to grow up at this moment. You need to put the things away. You need to pick up the kids. You need to put them first. You need. There's all those things that are really hard to live with as your wife, as you know, co-parenting
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that... The medication helps. Now I do miss the other side. The fun guy who could just laugh and, you know, you could tell a joke to and have him not just staring at a wall, but, hmm. but you've also put your phone down a lot more, which is lovely. Yeah. That's nice. So I think you're more focused, more engaged. You're less distracted by your need for that attention, your need for what's going on in the world and um, that connection. Like that you don't have that immediate like oh my god what's happening i gotta check i gotta check you're always with your phone in your hand now i see it sitting around and you have actually gone to the washroom without your phone it's amazing (laughs)
0: um um and this is this is the challenge i've had so when i went to all these psychologists and, and stuff you know, I had an appointment for the psychiatrist uh, to get a, a final diagnosis. The psychologists all were on board with the ADHD and um, fine. Uh, I kind of bought into that but fought it along the way because, you know, I didn't I didn't ever feel broken in, in any way. Now, though, when you put in the family and da-da-da-da, I see the effects that, a lot of my actions have so maybe I didn't ever think that because I was just a bachelor until I was 31 or whatever and I didn't realize you know the people around me um, how they were being affected by uh, my impulsivity or uh, things I would say um, that were socially awkward or offensive or um, you know, that I thought was funny or whatever, I didn't, didn't bother me. It's just how I spoke. So my, and my fight is, and still is to this day, is, you know, the impulsivity, and we've talked about this a million times, to me is um in line with creativity they're they're they they run hand in hand an impulsive thought is a it, it can be a creative thought you know a creative thought comes from can come from an impulsive thought or a compulsive moment or action as long as it well maybe not even as long as it stays on a good line it can be good or bad um you can take a story from either of them but um so you know the impulsivity bothers you but what if that's just a form of creativity like and this is my fight like you know i i i am always fighting off the feelings of i'm bad i'm bad i'm bad this is wrong this is wrong the way i think is wrong the way i do things is wrong it's it's not easily understood by people um but what if like why can't that just be my mind instead of, well, we need to see what the problem is Like why why isn't that just a
1: you to this, but you could look at someone who's uh, battling or struggling with Alzheimer's or dementia or schizophrenia and that's just their mind too. That's what's going on. But does that mean that they, we should just not help them or not make things a little easier for them if we can? Because my mind is my mind right now, too. But I'm struggling.
0: But the question is, if you took a pill, what would you lose? Would you gain more than you lost? I don't know. Like, if, if, if I had to keep taking medication and be like how I've been this month?
1: But this is one medication. You've never tried another kind
0: well it uh, yeah no i mean this is so there,
1: you know maybe maybe there's something else out there and like i said i'm not encouraging medication i'd like you to try other things that you're not willing to try but i would i would like to see if you're going to try medication try another kind cuz this has obviously not sat well, well with you for 2 years for the 2 years on and off that you've tried it <coughs>
0: Because no medication can sit well well with me because it tells me that something's broken and I haven't been able to accept that something is broken because... Okay,
1: but if you're a diabetic, something is broken and you need help and it's okay to say, I need help with this. And and I wonder if your struggle is actually that you have to admit that you need help with something.
0: But that's a... Like, being a diabetic, though, there's a clear marker to indicate that there's a problem, right? So with me, I don't feel like... So you it, could go ahead
1: with the brain mapping diagnosis thing. They were going to do that, weren't they, for bipolar or something?
0: I don't know. I don't have bipolar though.
1: Well, it was diagnosed.
0: No, it wasn't diagnosed. It was. It was highly.
1: It was. Yes, it was. Suggest. I have the paper that says so.
0: It was a thing that was thrown in the air. Basically, but I don't know why you look at me like that. Like I was you're the denied. one sitting at the meeting. Yeah, but it wasn't like okay. Now let's talk about bipolar like
1: but i would say as your wife that you're more bipolar than you are adhd and i've said that to you before
0: i see bipolar being represented by extremes in emotions Which and i have. don't have yeah but i don't no i don't
1: yes you do but one it... day you can be extremely high and elated and the next day you're... or the next day or next week you're just staring you know this... i don't want to do anything i just you're just sitting in the basement for a week And then next week, you're up and at it again. You're like, okay, I'm I'm rejuvenated. You're all over the place. You've always been like that.
0: So on a philosophical level, can even somebody with bipolar, can that just be them? So can people just be born a certain way? Um Regardless of the effects uh, that they have on people.
1: Can I ask you something?
0: What?
1: Turner was born with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. What have we not done medically to help him with any issues he might have? Have we ever said, no, we're not giving him that medication because it's not, because that might help him breathe. But no, we don't want to medicate that. Does that mean his breathing is broken? No, but he needs assistance every now and then.
0: Okay, but so what I'm trying to sort out is whether or not I need assistance or the world thinks I need assistance. So those are two separate things. So again, Turner has, so that's a clear marker, Down syndrome.
1: Right, but what about the things that aren't diagnosed, like the shaking, the sensory things, or the, you know, there's things that you and I know about him. The repetitiveness and the, you know, the sock monkey shaking. He definitely has some um, other sure. behavioral things. Well, that, so do I. I still bang could, my head. and. Yeah. So.
0: But that doesn't, I don't know.
1: I'm not saying he's broken at all. And I'm not saying you're broken because you do those things. But if we're to just accept that that's who he is, does that mean that everyone who has autistic tendencies are just... Like, are we never to help people? Are we never to... Because, you know, there's there's times when I'm really struggling with what I'm going through and I would love to have an antidepressant just so I could get through the week.
0: Yeah, and I don't want any of that shit.
1: I don't want it either.
0: Okay, so let me try and...
1: But I don't want to be struggling in my head either.
0: Let me try and drill down on this a little bit about the point I'm trying to make. So, the frustration... So, what I'm unclear about is... The frustration that causes the, um,
1: Call them episodes or outbursts.
0: Outbursts. Can that be separated away from the, the, the good stuff? So for example, are those just learned traits that are not associated with all the other stuff I do that's good? And so can that just be taught away? Can I just work to get rid of that? um, And then so what you're then left with is a mostly generally happy person who uh, just wants to make people happy and laugh and and, uh, be kind. But I leave the peanut butter out and that annoys you. But so what?
1: No, I don't care about the peanut butter.
0: No, but I'm just saying it'll still leave it'll still leave annoyances, but we all have no annoyances with partners that we're with. It'll still leave those annoyances that you don't like, or that annoy you. There's not, not not that you're you're dead against them, but um, the forgetfulness or or whatever. So if that if I'm left with that, and then like so yeah, so I'm trying to separate. Are these like they just inevitably go together, the anger and the happiness and the blah 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 blah. So if you take one away, you actually take the other away. Or is one just a... a, a like I had such a hard time in school. I hated school because it, it just didn't make any sense to me. And, but it left me with feelings of I'm dumb and I'm not going to get anywhere. And I still... That's that's in my head every single day. Right. And I believe and, that's and, and, a
1: fault in the school system, not in you. Right, but... Because you didn't learn that way.
0: Right. So so, But what I'm asking is... Could that anger be associated to that, as opposed to part of the impulsivity, or are they one and the same in your mind? You, you...
1: Well, I mean, it very well could be. But you, you did. I want to bring, go back to something you said. Could it be a learned behavior, a learned thing? Well, where did you learn it from? Because I know your parents weren't like that.
0: Uh no. Well, well, yeah. So you know, feelings of uh, self. Uh, feelings of. Uh,
1: inadequacy inadequacy which you still struggle with, right oh, Like yeah. if you if there's been something work-related that you feel like you feel that you failed at you can throw a, a nice little tantrum and then you'll be down in the dumps for about a week or so or more and then something will inspire you and you're back up again until you're kicked down again and but when i say that you kick yourself down most of the time
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you're your own worst critic and you 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 keep the expectations um you know that that bar those standards set really really high so when you feel that you've been failed by me or the kids or whomever yourself especially um you're down again so could it go back to yeah could it go back to your childhood where you're inadequate feelings sure but i don't know
0: but that's not a pill you take for that
1: No, that's, that's therapy.
0: Right. And which I showed improvement on, on areas of my life when I went to it, particularly with parenting. You did. (laughs) What do you want to say, bud?
1: Nothing. (laughs) I won't go there.
0: You go wherever you want to go. No.
1: Nope, I won't. What is it you're trying to fix when you take a pill?
0: I'm not trying to fix. Uh, I'm trying to. Um,
1: but you started this so, round by yourself. Yes, no I did. No one told you to. No one. Yep. I've been not been asking you to.
0: But I want you to know that it's all connected. So, as a 42 year old man who, you know, does fairly well with my art. Better than most artists, probably, but I think w- s- entirely below my potential. I mean, ridiculously below where I should be at this point. Um, that, uh, I wanted to figure out why that is. Why am I still there? Why am I still performing <laughs> well below? But also, I wanted to improve our relationship. I wanted to try and improve our relationship. So it was for me, and it was a bit for you. Um,
1: I really wanted to say there is because you're not dead yet. Like, most artists no, but don't make money until they're dead, right? Like, Van Gogh was not famous even until he was dead.
0: Yeah, like. but I don't want to be one of those.
1: No, I know you don't. So, and you're not. You're already universally known.
0: But It just
1: felt like a good moment to say, but you're not dead
0: but here's the thing so it's all tied together because this feeling that I have right now of being a failure mostly in my career um, that's tied to for me I internalize all the other things school um, things we've gone through which um, not just you but um you know, family members, uh, and and not in a negative way, but you know, uh, reinforce the uh, the idea that I'm broken, that something is wrong with me because I I am different. I react differently in very serious situations, in death, in in um, everything. I've been an abnormal person that re- reacts what poorly. Sometimes. Poorly is not a right word. Often
1: is poorly. Oddly is. It's, it's all very frequent. I mean, there's so many times that, yeah, lots of times you, you act very poorly in, in situations.
0: So what I struggle with, so to take on this sort of medication, I go back to, you know, constantly fighting because internally I feel like I'm on the right track. So I have these two competing thoughts. You're doing great and you're a shitty piece of shit failure. So, like, when, you know, we've talked about this a million times, but when I made all those crazy videos, and then, well, why are you doing this? Everybody, not just you, why are you doing these videos? Not the Jesus ones, even long before that. Why, they don't make any sense. You need money. Why are you doing this? Um, like, it, it felt right to me. I felt like I was doing the right thing because I was building a skill set that was going to... I have no plan. But I have the feeling that there's, it is going to go right and I need to follow my heart. And I can't explain my heart and I can't get it right to people. So... I, and I can't explain it to people. So when that then paid off as in a job as marketing, that, that, that showed me, yes, you were right to do that, even though nobody understood. And the Jesus videos, people would say, well, why are you doing that? But it's all building a process of something that I can't explain. It's not paying me any money. And it's making me look like I'm constantly jumping around doing things. But well, you're a podcaster one day, you're making videos the next day, you're drawing pictures the day after that. To me, it's all the same thing, but it's not obviously to everybody else. It's
1: to me, it's creative outlet.
0: So you They're think all
1: creative outlets? <clears throat> you're but... drawing, you're podcasting, you're making videos. It's all about you playing a part and, and le- releasing that.
0: But is that all you see? It is so. No, I spent... meaning that they're throwaway things. They're just things I'm doing to entertain my brain. Or do okay. you think that they lead to something?
1: I understand your goal. I understand what you're building up to. What I can logically say as your wife is: you need to, you know, you need to bump it up in in the financial department as my partner. Um. What I can say as a creative person myself is great. You're having fun. That's fine. The other part of me says you have no boundaries. You have no limits and you're willing to embarrass people for your own sake. And you've done it countless times. It's almost like you have no filter. You just had your, and that's where the hyper focus comes in. Like, oh, I gotta do this. This is my vision. I'm going for it. I don't care who I have to plow down the way or throw under the bus to get there. It's going to happen.
0: Oh, come on. I don't throw people under the bus.
1: I've been thrown under a bus or two by you.
0: Well, you, but you're my partner. So you.
1: But then I should count. (laughs) I should count. And you've embarrassed me countless times. Yes. Countless. So. For me, there's a fine line. And you cross it all the time you're like playing you know hopscotch with it so it's infuriating for me as your partner to watch you bounce like that and know that okay he has this goal and he has this vision for himself and this is where he wants to be but i think the bouncing isn't really going to help you get there because it's also maybe suggesting that he can't stay on track
0: So you don't see it like I see it, that I'm actually building a skill set that will ultimately be very valuable.
1: No, I do see that you're building a skill set and I see that you're building followers on Facebook and people like that you entertain them and they like what you do. I get it and I appreciate it. But I think that you also need to work on the filtering part.
0: And you don't think that will be to the detriment of the of the of my life of my when i die are you gonna say jesus christ that asshole he remember he said that thing or are you gonna say i'll miss that thing
1: there are parts of you that i would always miss but there are other parts I'm like oh my god i can just not worry about running into the grocery store and saying, did you see what your husband did today? Oh my God. And I just want to shove my head in a snow pile and think, oh my God, what has he done now? Has he shown my tampon box online? (laughs) Has he, you know, has he streaked down the road naked? Has he, you know, am I going to come home and he's going to be all cut up from rolling in the ice? Like I, I never know what to expect when I come home. So there are parts of that that, I mean, I love spontaneity, but <laughs> this kind of, you know, all over the place, unpredictable nature is, can be tough. And I think that you probably find the same if I were doing it.
0: Yeah, possibly.
1: I think you like that because you were, you were very much. um predictable person you have your routine like i said you have your routine you're very regimented in your routine and it's predictable what's going to happen every day Uh, like clockwork almost so if i weren't as as who i you know if i wasn't doing what i was doing and i was just all over the place and just oh i gotta go or you know um and embarrassing you all over the place you might not be too thrilled either
0: Well, this was a quick, almost 50 minutes. We didn't get into all the things we wanted to get into, but Walking no. Dead's on. Mm. Maybe we'll pick up part two next week. Okay. Or maybe it'll be four weeks after that. <laughs> Who <laughs> we'll knows? We'll see.
1: <laughs> we'll get the vetiver out for you and see what we can't do.
0: Well, this is when I say I love you and you say nothing back. <laughs> Um, but I do this second time around on these podcasts there should have been more and that's my fault and I do appreciate that you are willing to sit down and do this sort of stuff so thank you and I love you I love you too (laughs) All right. okay thank you for listening we'll see what comes next week or the week after or whatever (laughs) that's the unpredictable nature of this whole thing thanks for listening